What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Top of the List with myself, RB, and my co-host, Dom. Say what's up, Dom. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. And uh, the long-awaited wait is over. The 2019 uh, masterpiece, Ryan Johnson masterpiece, uh, Knives Out, has its sequel, The Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, which hit Netflix uh, earlier this week. And uh, we both were probably, you know, Really excited to see this one. Uh, I, I'd say knocking down the door to see this one, but we did wait the extra month so we didn't have to go see it in theaters. You can watch it for free at home on Netflix. Um, but we were super stoked about this film. We uh, both love Knives Out. You can go back uh, to two weeks ago and listen to our review of the original Knives Out. So we were stoked for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome cast, a film that we loved the first time around. And uh, now we're excited to talk about the sequel. So I'm going to throw it over to you, Dom. Uh Okay. We both love Knives Out. I think we both gave it at least a nine out of ten. If I'm not, I gave mistaken. it a ten. You gave it a ten. I think I gave it a nine and a half, uh, which yeah. is very high praise for me. I love this film. Um, so let's talk about Glass Onion now. Did this film live up to the original from your point of view? Um, yes, and okay. just in one word answer, yes. Um, I didn't know if this would ever surpass the first film, yet I'm here to tell you I was presently surprised because. Watching this movie from about two or three minutes into it, I was already saying this is one of the best screenplays I've ever seen. I think, honestly, it is Quentin Tarantino level of screenwriting. I've never seen anyone attempt a movie told like this since Pulp Fiction. Um, a little bit in Bullet Train, they did. They they tried it and it worked in that one, but I think this one did it even better. Um, I think Glass Onion is a 10 out of 10 film. I'm going to tell you guys right now, it is my top in my top five this year. I was constantly entertained and I have nothing but praise to say in this movie. So I'm very interested to see what you have to say, RB, but 10 out of 10 for me. A big surprise there. 10 out of 10 for you. Wow. Okay. Um, this did not come close to the original for me. Was this an entertaining film? Wildly entertaining. Absolutely. Enjoyed it but I cannot give it more than a good film. Seven out of 10 mystery film. And why I say that is what I think what Knives Out did so brilliantly was it made us care about each and every single character. And unfortunately there just wasn't enough character development, honestly for me, for any of the characters here. Um, They were all caricatures. Were they funny in their roles? Absolutely. I mean, Dave Batista did his thing. He was excellent. Daniel Craig doing his thing. He was excellent. Ed Norton playing, you know, the the billionaire tech, you know, playboy. He was good. Elon Musk. But again, I just, I wish I wanted more character development. I wanted to care about these characters the way I cared about Ransom and about our main character in, uh, in Knives Out, whose name is surpassing me. Um, but I, I just didn't get there with me for the character development. So did I enjoy this film? Absolutely. This was a very enjoyable film. But I would put this more on the level of, as we discussed, Death on the Nile. Whereas I put Knives Out on the same level, maybe a, a notch higher than we saw with uh, with Kenneth Branagh's uh, Murder on the Orient Express, which of course we've discussed both of those here on top of the list as well. Uh, so not quite as good for me, simply because the character development wasn't there the way the original developed all of our characters. And that surprises me, RB, because 
I think I have one of my favorite performances of the year in this film, if not two or three. Okay. Actually. Yeah. So, yeah. and that, that surprises me a lot because I honestly feel like a couple of the characters in this film are more memorable than the characters in the original Knives Out. And, Interesting. Um, okay. Specifically, Edward Norton's character, I thought, was one of the most memorable characters in the cast. He was not my favorite performance, but he was up there for sure. He was giving it his all, and I loved every second he was on screen. But and Quite frankly, I, I think I could say he was my shining star in this film. I think he yeah. was the best performance in this film. I loved him. I think yeah. there's someone yeah. that's better. I think Daniel really? Craig is even better in this film. Yeah, well, yeah, Benoit Blanc, you know, we know that role. Yeah. And I think Daniel Craig, who hit it out of the park in the first one, hits it out of the park yet again. Well, and he has his great. And it's a, I, the, oh, it's wait, the are we doing spoilers yet? I forgot to say. We, OK, we, we can go into spoilers. Yes, but okay. it's the ensemble cast for me that I struggle with besides our main protagonist and spoiler alert, our main antagonist, Ed Norton, who are both excellent. And then a group of stupid people that, quite frankly, to me, don't all fit together. Interesting. I, I think I see what you're saying. I think I see what you're saying. But we'll go. Let's let's go into spot RB. Just just to be sure, give him the siren, man. Give him the siren. Because there's lots of twists and turns in this one, oh, and yeah. I think Daniel Craig does especially good in this one. And one other character, Janelle okay. Monae, I think is Oscar worthy in this film, playing not just one role but two different roles and a third role where she's pretending to be another person inside another person, playing pretending to be a person, pretending to be a per another. Pretending to be her twin sister. Sorry, I, I messed that up wildly. But yeah, so she's playing one twin sister, then yeah, another Ellen twin and sister. Andy Brand. Yes. And then she's also pretending to be her twin sister at one point in this film. Yes. Yes. I struggle with Janelle Monet's character because of that. I thought because it was awesome. I, I love everything she does as Andy. And then our, our big twist, our big reveal at the end that it's not Andy at all. There's certain parts of that that I struggle with that I think create some major plot holes in this film. Please explain, I, RB. So I, I feel as though everyone had assumed Andy was dead. No. You know, they, they go to her house. Okay, so let's let's go back to certain sequences here. And I know I'm nitpicking here, but it, it really no, bugged me I watching the film. I want to hear this. I need to hear this. The sequence where we're in the pool Okay. Blanc is there with Dave Batista and Ed Norton. Okay. And he says, Oh, look, it's a, a baby, baby blue, you know, the mini Porsche that has the kombuchas in it. Yeah. And, and, uh, Dave oh, Batista goes, early clue that Edward Norton is the killer all along. Dave Batista goes, Oh, yeah, like that time. Remember when you almost pancaked me at, and, and Ed Norton Outside cuts him off and says, Anderson's, Anderson Cooper's party. Those parties go all night. Now, that's something that, to me, why would that even matter? You know, Dave Batista's hinting at something that he knows, but they all know that Andy is alive, except for Ed Norton. So why is that a big thing? No, no. He's, he says Anderson, he's, he's about to say Andy, and then right, Edward course. Norton finishes his, his word and, and says, says Anderson yes, Cooper. Yeah, Without a doubt. To but, cover up that he was the murderer. Now, yes, they yes. don't know that Andy is dead or alive because Correct. they couldn't get in her house. Remember they, they said get they a hold of her. Yes. I, aware. Yeah. And you know, there's the sequence where they ask her outside, you know, what, what happened? You know, we, exactly. we've been calling you. Yeah. You know, she, you yeah haven't she heard said, from How you. come you didn't respond? Yes. Yeah. But I mean, that was a little bit jumping the gun for me because if no one 
if no one knew that she was dead, then mm -hmm. why does it matter? Why did he have to cut him off and say Anderson Cooper's house? I mean, if he just thought, oh, I saw you driving by Andy's, maybe you were checking on her. Because they didn't, he, Bautista was the only one that saw Edward Norton. Right, there. correct. And he was correct. covering his tracks. He doesn't want anyone else to know that he was there. And that follow, leads me to part two of my major plot hole that involves Andy and Dave Batista. Okay. When Dave Batista gets the notification on his phone that Andy's yes. dead, goes, oh, you know, maybe this will change things. Look at my ratings and show. I feel like he would be having just seen Andy right there and not being aware that Andy has a twin sister because he's not clearly. I he would love be a little part. bit more startled. I mean, this it's was not one anything of the else coolest... than the fact that she's standing right Sorry. there and he got a notification that she's dead. This is one of the coolest parts of this screenplay for me, I think, okay. is the fact that all these characters are trying to play each other. And the fact that, you know, like like it said, I, I love the setup for this one. Everyone there has a motive to kill Edward Norton. And um, Dave Bautista's character is one of the funniest characters in the movie. I love him in this movie. I, I love everybody in this movie. Like I said, I have... No, almost no negatives to say and um i think that his caricature of someone you know first of all i want to i want to bring up because you brought up a lot of amazing points here rb and i want to try to cover everything but one thing i think that is the most unique about this movie and i will talk i will re reiterate on david bautista here is that the way all these characters are introduced on the dock and the way it's intertwined with covid and the pandemic and yep. the way that the this you know script this screenplay uses that to its advantage in the beginning to perfectly without having to say anything you know what each of these characters motivations and personalities are just by daniel craig sitting there wearing the sunglasses with his fancy mask okay he's obscuring his entire face he doesn't want people to read him he's the mystery he's the detective then katherine hahn shows up she's carrying a ted talk radio bag and she's wearing a mask but it's not covering her nose which we all know by being in the pandemic you know we know what that means. And, you know, then you see um, what's her name? Uh, Kate Hudson's character. Come on. And she has a mesh mask that is completely pointless in wearing. It's yep. just a complete, yep. you know, it's a vanity. And then, you know, Dave Bautista and Madison Klein show up, which, by the way, Madison Klein uh, and they show up and they're not even wearing masks. And I just love that. You could tell oh, you're already have your opinions of everybody in that first scene. I just thought that was beautiful. But coming back to Dave Bautista's character and his reveal that, you know, his character being that he's a social media influencer. He's famous on Twitch, right? And then they banned him. And now he wants to get back to being famous, a famous influencer. He wants to use Edward Norton's company and his news um, yep. company to get back into influence. That's why when he brings out the phone, like you were just bringing out, he sees that Andy's dead. He immediately says, oh, I saw you are the last person to see her. I know you killed her. Let me use this to get back at you and get back on top with action. Is that what you were referring to? There? That's the scene I'm referring to. Yeah. But again, he gets this notification and Andy's in the same room as him. Mm -hmm. And he has no idea Andy has a twin sister. Why does he not first go two and two together? Well, how is Andy dead if Andy's sitting right there? He, he immediately realizes that. Immediately realizes what? That Andy's dead. But how if she's right there? I mean, he had just told realizes her that that her that's not her. That's her sister. But he didn't know that she had a twin sister. You think these people cared about each other? They said that there was one person who said, oh, yeah, I remember you briefly referencing you had a twin sister. But the news article he read had said that they found her dead body. So he immediately put two and two together. That's not Andy. 
I guess I, I, the way he played how dumb he was, I feel like. No, that that's what's so brilliant about his character is he played dumb. And that's what you're supposed to think about him. You think, oh, this guy's fucking stupid. He's carrying out her gun. Typical conservative guy. He's on banned from Twitch, you know, and doesn't wear a mask, all this shit. He's out thinking like he's thinking ahead too. like he's not as dumb as he puts on. Just like he I, created perfect evidence of it. He it wasn't Madison Klein cheating on him all along. It was their plan to try to get Edward Norton's money. That's true. That's true. And that yeah, that's that's what this film is all about, of course, as they talk about that. But that was my other struggle with this film. Mm -hmm. I, I'm aware that that's what brings them all together. But it, it just how they all got together at that glass onion bar is a little serendipitous to me. Um, and that's, that's another thing that I struggle with here. I mean, at least in Knives Out, we had starkly different characters, but they were all a family. And I think that's what's so amazing about Anna de Armas's performance and her character in this film is that despite how different everyone is in this family, the reason she ends up on top is she's the one who's most like uh, the, the, the patriarch of the family. I can't think of his name here, but the one who dies in Knives Out. And that's why she gets the money here. There, there's no winner. It's it's just, you know, who can hold, yeah. as they put it, who can hold on to, to the golden tit the longest. Yeah. So yeah. again, maybe, maybe that's why I just don't care about the characters enough to like this film nearly as much. Again, there were some excellent scenes. There was great comedy. There was great suspense in this film. There was an awesome mystery. Mm -hmm. But because the, I mean, I think every good mystery film should have that. Yeah. But because there wasn't the character development there was in Knives Out, I don't think I can give this as high of a score. Oh, no. I, I fully disagree, man. I think there was awesome characters in this film. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I love the script. I love everything written about it. I wasn't sure if I would be fully on board with this premise of – because what was so cool about Knives Out and what made it so unique is that it was an old-school mystery. It took place in a family mansion, mm -hmm. you know, on a – you know, that that's just game of clue, clue, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Now, moving it to a billionaire's island, I thought they wouldn't be able to pull it off. But the island was almost my favorite part of this movie. It was so unique. The actual glass onion and the metaphor of it was just as meaningful as the end of Knives Out. I thought with, you know, the donut hole and all that stuff. I thought it was just as cool. Um, visually, this movie was awe striking. I thought yep. there was some absolutely incredible sequences right after the quote unquote murder of uh, Andy um, at the hands of Edward Norton with the gun and everything. When the lights out, lights go out, um, all the characters appearing behind him in a circle, like just kind of this horizon circle. That was pretty sick, I thought. Mm -hmm. And there was like so many cool sequences in this film. I just I loved it. I thought it was one of the best. Is it the best movie I've seen this year? No, this isn't my number one. I'll spoil it right for you right now. Uh, just kidding. You got to wait for next week's episode. <laughs> so what else do you have to say yeah, about this? And, one, uh, I mean, uh, again, you know, I, I think the caricature roles were very disappointing in this film to me. That's 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 my my major flaw with this film. But I will say, as we put it, you know, recur returning in his role of Benoit Blanc, Daniel Craig mm -hmm. was excellent. Mm -hmm. I love Ed Norton. I love I, their... I do have one nitpick as well, RB. Okay, because I was gonna say I love their final standoff where, where Blanc, you know, just comes out. You're you're stupid. I mean that uh, that's the giveaway in this, and I I love that. I think that's excellent. And he points out all the all the flaws because I mean I'm sure you did too. You know, going in in this film like we all do with our with our Sherlock Holmes hat on and our pipe ready to solve it ourselves. 
you know, you start catching some of these flaws that that doesn't track, you know, what this guy's saying. Stupid, you know, I love that he pointed that out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I appreciate everything that happens between those two characters. Mm-hmm. It's the in between characters. How quickly you know? Benoit Blanc solves the case. Right. Yeah. But it's, you know, again, it's it's Kate Hudson, the ditzy, you know, but she's, you know, she's got her her modeling career to fall back on and then makes, you know, the sweatpants. But she makes them hasn't made it a sweatshop because she thinks that's where they make sweats. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And and her intern just kind of. I love the social commentary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I guess I just, I wanted more. I wanted more from the characters. Like we got, I love everything we have with the character development of the, I love the social commentary. That's what these characters had that the first film had in some ways, but this one was, it was almost like it was, he was directly commenting on what the world was like during the pandemic. And and maybe that was my problem with this film was that wasn't what Knives Out was. Everything the the Knives Out film was about was just about the Drysdale family and it, and messed up social messed up family constructs. Maybe that's, that's what I like more. You know, that's what kind of leads me into something I wanted to comment on a piece of news that I read. I want mm-hmm. to get your take, mm-hmm. and I think you'll agree with him. Ryan Johnson, the director of this film, was really mad that Netflix added on to Glass Onion the title A Knives Out Mystery. He said, "No, I." I want people to not even know that this is the same franchise. He says, I wanted it just to be called knife or glass onion and not okay. people know, know that. that it was. So people wouldn't go in with expectations like that. He said, right, because right. he wanted to make a different film than knives out in almost every way. I, I mean, I don't, I don't see that hurting or harming this film. I mean, I think at this point knives out in general, is just going to refer to, it's going to be a Benoit Blanc mystery. And so maybe if they called it glass onion, a Benoit Blanc mystery, rather a knives out i mean i wasn't expecting the same film got it i i think ryan johnson still to this level has become our era's arthur conan doyle or agatha christie he makes an excellent mystery picture like they wrote extra excellent mystery novels and i i commend him for that um again just this one wasn't quite as much my cup of tea as knives out i get it and rb you're in the minority because this is I, I'm on, well aware I saw that I immediately yeah. after watching this and forming my opinions went on to Rotten Tomatoes and to my disbelief this has a what two percent higher score it's 95 and 93 percent I believe yeah. or 96 yeah. and 93 something like that yeah. that amazed me so um again maybe it's just a social commentary maybe I, I was going so. into this film not expecting that I expecting loved it. another you know it, family sort it of almost reminded me of don't different. look up at some points Okay, okay. You know what I mean? That kind of commentary. Caricatures of people during the pandemic. That's why yes, you, maybe yeah. that's why you're disconnecting. I, I, again, I, I think, don't, first of all, Don't Look Up was a masterpiece. And we talked about that one. That was the last year's film. But I yeah, think was last yeah, that was in the top 10 for both of us last year. But mm-hmm. um, again, I just didn't go, I, you go into Don't Look Up expecting a, a, a right. state. I just wasn't expecting a social, uh, social uh social commentary film going in to see a mystery film i have one nitpick rb and i really want to go ahead go ahead yeah um one blatantly and criminally underused character in this film leslie odom jr another character i wanted way more he's a scientist he the reason he was there was to introduce the idea of this clear fuel yes and that was his I mean, old, that's why he is, he is the opening yes. person in this film. He yes. is trying to sell them on, well, you can't, well, 
Miles Braun comes up with everything. He's a genius. He can put it on a plane. He's smart enough to figure this out. I mean, that's the only reason he was there was to introduce it and then to be upset when Braun said, oh, no, you know, I'm going to use it. This whole place is made out of it. Yeah. And to yeah. explain how eventually she would, you know, not not Andy because Andy's dead, but Andy's sister is going to blow up the whole glass onion and the whole compound on the island. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. Needed yeah, him to but come he was on criminally and, underused. Needed him to rap like in Hamilton. Then it would have been a 10 out of 10 because anything that <laughs> Leslie Odom's in where he raps is amazing. It feels like he, like you said, it feels like he opened the movie and then he just was a background character from then on. Yep. So Very that, much that so. is one nitpick I do have. So I felt the same way about Catherine Hahn's character. Oh, really? No, I thought she had a lot to her. Her corrupt She was politics. just another person to, to further the idea of well it even clear. further it furthered the idea that we're that uh edward norton's character which i keep forgetting his name what's his name in this miles braun miles braun is kind of a caricature you know satirized version of elon musk of course yeah and you know we, we we all know that yes elon is actually smart because he actually went to college and all that stuff but this guy he's kind of playing on the fact that a lot of people argue that oh elon musk is a fraud He's just a puppet for all these people at the, you know, that's what they always say about him. So that's kind of the comparison they're making with Miles Braun in this movie. Course, and I think she course. furthered that in the fact that, you know, Elon Musk is very intertwined into politics right now, especially yep. as the CEO of Twitter. And I think it was yep. just another play on how these, biz, you know, in our society now, these financial technology, you know, wizards, you know, whatever you want to call them, they have more political power than they probably should. Like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg. And we've talked, you know, we've talked about everything with, you know, Facebook. I think we've talked about uh, the social network in the past, one of Arby's favorites. Mm -hmm. um, Very much, so. it, which was directly referenced in this film. Yeah, absolutely. So there you go. I, I That's another reason why I thought this film was actually pretty thought-provoking. I, I Like I said, I enjoyed this film. I found it to be good. Um, but I again, I just can't give it a higher score than that. But again, it's a Fair very... Enough. Some very good performances, and yeah. uh, hopefully not the last we've seen of Benoit Blanc. Fair enough. We, I mean, hey, we're always going to differ in some way. At least we both – we, we've had it before where I've given something of 10 and you've given it a 5. This is – we both so. say this is good. You, Go I see just it. liked it way more than you. That's yeah, all. <laughs> yeah. But definitely I, I would recommend a watch, both of us. I mean, yeah. I think that's what we've established, 7 and above. We would recommend you go see yes. it. Um Hopefully you didn't listen to us all first because we've given away the spoilers, right, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, we would recommend a watch. We'd recommend you go, or we would recommend it to our friends who haven't seen it yet. We'd hope you would do the same. But again, uh, Twitter handles are down below. Feel free to let us know what your thoughts were on the film. Absolutely. Also check us out on Letterboxd where um, I think I'm going to be putting some more movies in on my, I've been making a list just to keep track of uh what ones I want to talk about in our next episode next week for our top 10 films of 2022. So please, if you're listening now, be ready next week. We're talking top 10 films, 2022, be ready to listen to our opinions listen to us debate and also comment down below. What are your favorite movies of 2022? So get your list together, share them with us on letterbox, share them with us on Twitter, whatever you need to do, do it. And we'll see you guys on the next episode of top of the list. Later, everybody.